This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. It's row time. Welcome to Rolanda on Demand. I love my podcast because we not only tackle the tough issues of the day, but we deal with hot topics, celebrity interviews, and information that can help you in your business or relationships. This is Rolanda On Demand. It is summertime. Happy summer, everybody. And I don't know about you, but you know I'm a foodie, and there is nothing more fun than hanging around the grill in the summertime. Oh, don't I sound like a July baby. (laughs) Hey, it's Rolanda, and welcome to Rolanda On Demand. We are going to talk today about barbecue, about barbecue chicken, about fish, about how to make the perfect hamburger and steak. And, you know, how do you know when the chicken is done? You can't keep chopping up the chicken on the barbecue grill. So our champion, Ray Lampy, is about to join us to help us with summer grilling, because it's summertime. And what's summertime without a good podcast like Rolanda On Demand? Please hit that subscribe button, and don't forget to follow me on social media at Rolanda Watts, that's R-O-L-O-N-D-A, Rolanda Watts, at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Stay tuned. I'll be right back with Ray Lampy and some barbecue madness. Bold Radio, it's Rolanda. I guess you might say, Harlan, you're the expert on college advice, huh? Yeah, I would say that I'm the expert at college advice. I'm also a syndicated advice columnist, and I'm kind of like uh, Dear Abby, just younger, hairier, and a man. Hairier? I think. (laughs) I can't be sure, but I I have a pretty good idea. Well, that implies Abby was a little hairy. There's more Rolanda next. Talk, listen, connect. Bold Radio, it's Rolanda. Look, I could fry air and eat it, okay? <laughs> I could eat me a fried fried sandwich. Anytime you squeezing bread over the stove to make you a sandwich, you know that's a bad eating habit. And I wouldn't get up and eat breakfast because I was too full from the night before. Laying my fat self down, wondering how come I'm having nightmares of people chasing me. And people don't realize this. When you eat late at night. You have nightmares. You have nightmares. There's more Rolanda next. Talk, listen, connect. You know, it was Bill Shakespeare, old William Shakespeare, who said, happy is the man who makes his hobby his work. And he must have been thinking about Ray Lampy, who's joining us next. Here's a man who gave up a job in the trucking business and said, uh-uh, I love to barbecue. And he has been cooking barbecue, been in contests for 25 years, has won hundreds of awards, and we caught him on his way to a brisket festival. <laughs> Hi, Ray, how you doing today? I'm great, Rolanda. How are you? I'm fine. So what is this with barbecue, man? What's your passion with barbecue? I don't know. It just I went to a barbecue cook-off in 1982 in Chicago, and it just clicked for me. I just did this and said, wow, this is fun. These folks are going to stand around by the fire all night, 
have a couple of beers, talk about this food, play with the food, and then at the end they get to eat it. This is something that just fits my life. Uh, <laughs> it was just made for me. My goodness. So now you're teaching barbecue classes, you're still doing the contest, and you're on your way to a brisket festival. I'm on my way to the Brisket Cooking World Championship. Oh, well, excuse me. That is wonderful. So now listen, you know, summer's coming up, and, and the guys want to take over the grill. In my parties, the guys take over the grill. But if yeah. I want to take over the grill myself, give me some good tips. On well, the main tip is, you know, don't be intimidated by it. I know a lot of ladies that are very good barbecuers, and they're not afraid of that grill at all. So don't let the guys fake you into thinking it's a big, scary thing. You girls can do it. And the, the number one lesson I can tell folks is set aside the right amount of time for it and have some patience because it takes a little bit of while. If you're in too big of a hurry, you end up burning up the outside of it before the inside gets done. And, and of course, nobody wants that. Now, one of the biggest problems is knowing when the chicken is done without tearing it all apart to look in there and see if it's pink. How do you know yeah, when your food is true. done? Well, the best way is to get a good quality thermometer and stick it in there and check the temperature of it. Because, you know, the mistake we all make is when we don't use a good thermometer, we just not, aren't sure. So you only, you got a couple of options. You can do what you said, cut it up and hack it up. And, and of course, everybody hates to do that. Or with a big, the worst mistake is you just leave it on for a little bit longer and, and end up overcooking and it. And dry it out. That's right. I get that's the one of the number one questions I get is, what can I marinate a chicken breast in that'll keep it from getting dry? And the answer is there's no secret marinade. If you quit overcooking it, it won't be dry. <laughs> so what what temperature should a chicken breast be when it's done? 160 degrees, no higher. And, and that'll be a perfectly juicy, moist, white chicken breast that's just how you want it. If you cook it to 165, it starts to get dry. If you cook it to 170 or 180, like most of us do, if we're not checking the temperature, it's going to get way dry. And, of course, if you cook it to 150, that's not good either because then you can't eat it. Yeah, Ray, I have never used a temperature a, a thermometer in my life, but I think I'm going to have well, to go and get one. What about a what the best about, way to do it. Yeah, what about a steak? What, what temperature should that be to be done? Say, like, well, medium. Yeah, of course, you know, well, and even to say medium, medium, the, the real temperature would be about 140, 145. Problem is what you call medium or what I call medium, what the next person calls medium may not be the same. You know, my, what I think of medium is still a little bit pink. Other folks think it should be gray. Uh, a temperature gauge is good for steak, but one of the better ways for me with steak, touch it. Don't be afraid to reach down there and push on that steak a little bit. It's not that hot on the top. Now, it takes a little bit of time to get the hang of exactly what you want it to feel like. But if you keep feeling it, it it'll get firmer as it cooks. When you first push on it, it's real mushy when it's raw. And just, you know, don't be scared of that stuff. You're going to eat it anyway, so go ahead and touch on it. And as it gets firmer, then you'll realize what the perfect degree of doneness is. Now, there's some stuff that'll tell you that if you push on the back of your hand right between your, your thumb and your and your your forefinger, and that's what it should feel like. Well, I guess it's in the neighborhood of that, but... But, heck, my thumb and my forefinger feel different than yours as well. <laughs> All that barbecue you're doing. Let's, let Experience me, is the best thing. You know, just cook a lot of it and keep practicing. And keep and practicing. Now, what about uh, one of the toughest things is fish on the grill. Because when you turn it over, it just, like, breaks apart when I do it. Yeah, fish is a tough one, that's for sure. And it, and that's another one that's real easy to overcook. If, if you've got a light, flaky 
that, the best thing to do is take a piece of aluminum foil or a little cheap aluminum foil pan and put a little bit of butter or oil or spray on there, pan spray kind of stuff, and then cook the fish on there. You'll still get some good flavor from the charcoal and the, the barbecue, but you won't have the hassle of flipping it over. And if it's a white, soft fish like that, you probably don't even have to flip it over. Now, if you get a, a piece of tuna, which is my favorite, or swordfish or something, well, heck, that's almost like a real steak anyway. That stuff will hold up pretty good. The thing to do is get make sure the grill is real clean when you start and rub a little oil on the fish and then take a paper towel and your tongs and rub a little oil on the grill as well before you start. So if you do those things, start out with a clean and get a little oil between the fish and the grill. You should be okay. And, and again, don't you know when it's ready to flip it, when it, if it's still sticking, it's not ready to flip. It'll kind of let you know when it's time to flip. Now, Ray, it releases, flip it over. Now, I love a hamburger on the grill that's crunchy, has that charcoaly taste on the outside, and moist and juicy on the inside. And I was standing around a grill with a bunch of guys talking. You know how guys are always competing on their recipes. <laughs> yes, and one ma'am. one guy came up with the idea. He said, take the hamburger patty and make it look like a flying saucer, and that way it'll be crunchy on the end. Any yeah, well, Any tips from you? <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I mean, I, we almost call it, you know, you just push it down in the middle because what ends up happening, well, no, I guess what you're saying is the opposite. And I'm saying push it down in the middle because that way you don't end up with a big meatball burger. That's what I call them, like my mom used to make. Right. So I like <laughs> down in the middle. And, you know, just cook it a little bit hotter. Uh, unfortunately, we can't really eat raw hamburger anymore safely. So it's a good thing that you enjoy them crispy ones because <laughs> that's how we have to eat them these days. Unfortunately, it's just too risky to eat uh, eat very rare ground beef. So Absolutely, turn the temp up a little bit; it'll get a little crunchy. And one last thing: tips on ribs. Oh, that's the one everybody wants to talk about. Okay, I'm going to give you the 30 second Dr. Barbecue rib. Cooking. Good. I'll do it in 20 if I have to. Yeah, you have to. (laughs) (laughs) You got to peel the membrane off the back of the ribs. I don't care what kind of ribs you're cooking. You got to peel the membrane off. Then you put a barbecue rub on them. There's a bunch of them out there on the shelf that are good. Put the barbecue rub on there. Put it on your grill at a medium-low temperature. Whatever kind of grill you got, there's no telling how long it'll take. They're all different. Cook them till they look really good, till they're a little bit smoky and a little bit crunchy on the outside. Here's where everybody gets in trouble. They're not done yet. So that's when you take them and you put them in an aluminum foil pan or you wrap them up in foil with a couple tablespoons of apple juice. Wrap it up and put them back on the grill and cook them until they're tender, and they'll get tender. I love the apple juice. Yeah, it really works out well. And if you really want to, drizzle a little bit of extra honey on there as well. Mm. And that way they'll get tender, but you'll still get the good caramelization because if you try to steam them or boil them or bake them first, you won't get that good barbecue caramelization, which is the flavor. It's kind of like the roux, you know, when you get that good caramelization on your real barbecue. Coming up next, I'm going to share with you my special recipe for coleslaw to go with Dr. Barbecue Ray Lampy's delicious ribs. Oh, I love Memorial Day grilling. Grilling any day. (laughs) Come on, Summer. Bring it on. We'll be right back after this. It's Rolanda. What kind of mood are you feeling? Well, there is a bond that those of us in civilian life cannot ever understand, the bond of being in combat with fellow Marine and seeing him fall. That's something those of us who don't venture into the fields of fire don't really understand. People ask me all the time, do they believe in the war in Iraq? My answer is somewhat different. They believe in each other. Mm, boy, I got chills the on that. Corps. There's more Rolanda next. Talk, listen, connect. 
Hey, y'all, I just want to say thanks so much for listening. And please subscribe. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and tell your friends, share. And also, if you could leave a review or a rating or just let me know what you're thinking about the podcast. They're going to get better and better as I go along, but I hope you're having fun. And I hope you'll follow me on social media at Rolanda Watts. Remember, my name is spelled with an O in the middle. R-O-L-O-N-D-A-W-A-T-T-S at Rolanda Watts on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Snapchat. And um, yeah, I'm just out there in cyberspace with the rest of us. Okay. (laughs) But I just want to tell you how much I appreciate your listening. I know there are 50 million other places that you could be right now. And maybe you're there. Maybe you're working out and taking me with you. Maybe you're out there in stuck in traffic and I'm giving you some comfort. I hope so. <laughs> but it means the world to me that you're listening. So go on and subscribe so you don't miss some good stuff I've got coming up. Go back and enjoy some of those fantastic archives. On this day, it happens to be Memorial Day. Um, I'm not only thinking about the fallen heroes of war, I'm thinking about my fallen heroes of literature also, Dr. Maya Angelou, we lost today. I did a, one of her last interviews, and I hope you'll go back and enjoy that podcast as well. And um, I also talked to Jack Canfield and, uh, gosh, uh, Judge Greg Mathis, Jane Fonda, Carol Burnett. I got to tell her I did my senior high school project on her. And so many wonderful little interviews, just, you know, just Fun stuff, slices of life in the day, the history of tattoos, how to deal with your sleeplessness. You know, I deal with health and wellness, too, from the bedroom to the boardroom. I got you. It's Rolanda. Rose, she said, I sit here and wash my dishes listening to you. Oh, that's and great. she said, you're my kitchen companion. That's what the whole thing is that you talk about and I talk about, too, is that is going for your dreams, trying something new, not being afraid to fail. We need to have passion in whatever we do. Without that passion, which is where the center of our creativity is, you're not going to have a fulfilling life. There's more Rolanda next. Talk, listen, connect. Welcome back to Rolanda On Demand. I don't know whether you call it purple cabbage or red cabbage, but you know what I'm talking about when I say that, right? And then you've got the green cabbage or what I call the white cabbage. And when you put those two together, now listen, when I make my coleslaw, I got to tell you this, I don't use food processors. I'm from Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and I'm a country girl, and I use a knife and just cut it real thin. And I think the coarser, the better. I mean, I think that's really good for you because it gives you great roughage. But anyway, you cut that cabbage really thin and mix it up and put some shredded carrots in there. One of the beautiful things about what I loved about this recipe is, especially when you take it like to a potluck or you're taking it over to somebody, impress somebody, it's so beautiful. You've got that purple cabbage, the white cabbage, the shredded carrots, put you some little onions in there, little celery cut up real thin or some little celery seed is good. Some vinegar, I use a little rice vinegar, little mustard, just a little dab of mustard just to give it a little... You know, just a little, you know. And I believe, you know, salt and pepper, of course, and mayo. I also put black olives in it, which was really good. Bell pepper, which gives it a pretty green, little parsley. A little bit of sugar some people like to put in it. I try to stay away from it, but it kind of kicks in the cabbage and brings out the, the flavor. But here is the secret, folks. The pièce de résistance, as they would say in France. 
little cubes of Fuji apples in your coleslaw. It is delicious. Nobody can figure out what that little burst of sweetness is. So therefore, you don't need the sugar, remember. Go with your natural sugar. And a little bit of apple in the coleslaw, I promise you, will make a big difference. You've got that gorgeous-looking coleslaw there with the purples and the greens and the oranges and all that gorgeous stuff going on there. And then you take it in that bowl and you take some beautiful round tomatoes, slice them nice and thin, put the wheel around the outside rim of that coleslaw, and take a bunch of parsley and put it in the middle. And you talk about a gorgeous dish. Take that to your next picnic, serve it at your next dinner, share it with a friend. Whatever you do, you got to try it. It's so healthy for you guys. It's so good. And what you can also do is you can take the mayo out of it and you really have a great meal there. That coleslaw with a piece of fish is so healthy and good for you and it just looks good. And I promise you, if you take it to the potluck, people are going to be saying, who made the coleslaw? I promise. I promise. Tell them Rolanda told you. You can also add stuff like raisins or oranges or pineapples. Whatever you do, it's all relative, all based on your relatives. <laughs> Whatever turns you on. But try something new on an old recipe. That's always a lot of fun. Well, one of the things I love to do is to put my coleslaw on top of a good burger. And I think we've learned two great recipes today. Mm, what a way to kick off summer. Hey, listen, if you've got some great summer recipes for the grill or the, any accessories for what you've grilled, please share them with us. You can do that on my Facebook page at Rolanda Watts and also follow me on Twitter and Instagram, like I said, Facebook and LinkedIn. I want to really stay connected with you all through the week. And now that it's summer, I got to tell you, this is a great time to read my novel. It's a great romance story, interracial romance. It's called Destiny Lingers, and I hope you'll pick it up. Endorsed by Dr. Maya Angelou, it's about an investigative news reporter who's uncovered every story in New York City, but is not paying attention to her life until she uncovers this long strand of red hair on her husband's bed pillow. Only person she knows with red hair is her best friend. Wait till you hear this story. <laughs> so you can pick it up on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, any place you get your good books. But I hope you'll include that in your travel and beach reading. Or listen, or your staycation, staying at home, your staycation this summer. Happy summer, everybody, since we've officially kicked it off. Now go out there and do something good. It's Rolanda. What kind of mood are you feeling? Well, there is a bond that those of us in civilian life cannot ever understand, the bond of being in combat with fellow Marine and seeing him fall. That's something those of us who don't venture into the fields of fire don't really understand. People ask me all the time, do they believe in the war in Iraq? My answer is somewhat different. They believe in each other. Mm, boy, I got chills the on that. Corps. There's more Rolanda next. Talk, listen, connect. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.